You are listening to the In Perspective Weekly Podcast with Bob Branco and Peter Outchul. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to In Perspective. My name is Bob Branco. Glad to be here today with episode 285. We have also Peter Outchul, our friend and colleague. Peter, how's it going up in Oregon? It's wonderful in Oregon. The weather's been great. We had a fabulous Thanksgiving here yesterday, which we'll talk more about later. Um, but it's, it's been a great trip. Um, and uh, I'll be sorry to leave next Tuesday. Okay. By the way, this is Friday, November the 25th, 2002. And before we continue with our show, let me offer some thanks to people who make it possible for In Perspective to be made available to the general public. We start out with Raymond Gay, our producer. He does a lot of the editing for us. Thank you very much, Ray. Our media outlets for airing us when they can. Thank you very much for providing that service. We appreciate the publicity. Also, Jacqueline Sylvia, our web designer, who archives in perspective programs on my website. All you have to do to find them is go to www.brancoevents.com. Arrow down until you get to In Perspective Podcasts and you will see the archives. And finally, I want to give a shout out to Tom and Lynn who run Rosie's Place chat line. They post In Perspective on greeting door number 15. Thank you very much to Tom and Lynn. And uh, before you go, Bob, one, one other quick note of thanks. Merci, Jackie. And I have one more too. I would like to thank Danette who is filling in as a host for Raymond Gay. Danette, thank you very much for taking the time out of your Thanksgiving holiday to be with us and help us out. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks. Okay. And being that this is Thanksgiving week, and yesterday we did have Thanksgiving, and I'm sure a lot of us ate a lot and spent time with family and did many of the traditions that we all know of as part of what Thanksgiving is all about, We brought in a couple of panelists, and there may be more joining us. We'll have to see. And the theme today is all about Thanksgiving, what it means, and the traditions themselves, and and other things related. So let me welcome the Reverend Michael Garrett. He's been on our show many times. Michael? Thanks, Bob. Welcome from a rainy, stormy Missouri City, Texas. All right. And then we have Dennis Paul Selly. He's also been on our show two or three times, I believe. Dennis, welcome. Thank you, Bob. Welcome. So let's talk about Thanksgiving and how you interpret it, what it means to you. And it doesn't matter who starts off the program. All right. Uh, to the Reverend. All right. Reverend Mike? Okay. Well, you know, Thanksgiving has had uh, many, many iterations. Uh, try to take credit for when it started, where it started, how it started with the pilgrims and all those things. But, but when you, when you really start to look at it, one of the things, one of the traditions that, that, we do in our family that we ask each other. I ask all the kids and adults in the room, "What, what are you thankful for?" The 
pretty pretty big family when when all of us are together there's like 20 of us that's just local family it's about 20 of us and it takes a time it takes time the food's getting cold by the time we get through but anyway but to me it is it and it is an opportunity to express how grateful and thankful i am to god for what he has done in my life where i am and what he what he has brought to 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 bear in my life i did a, an inspirational uh message last week and a part of what i've mentioned to the people i've I mentioned four quick things that i that i that i said to the people one is that god well, the theme was give thanks with a grateful heart. A grateful heart to me says that God didn't have to do what He's done, doesn't have to do what He's what He's doing, and doesn't have to do what He's going to do. Secondly, uh, a, a grateful heart realizes and gives thanks because we realize that God has all of the power. Thirdly, a grateful heart wants to be or seeks to be obedient to God. And the clincher is God cares for us. He does the things that he does because he cares for us. We're all his children. Yes. I'll stop right there and, and, and yield to Dennis or Peter. Cool. Go ahead, Dennis. Well, um, I've always viewed Thanksgiving as as uh, a big day for the family, but also uh, I've also viewed it in a religious context. And I did spend time in the seminary. Um, it was one of two times that I was away from my big family for Thanksgiving. Um, and that was a good celebration. It was at Notre Dame. <laughs> um, there were no football games that weekend. But... Um, it was a very, very nice community, uh, celebration. They had the, the mass and they had a nice dinner and we had, um, at the time when I was in the seminary, I was with, uh, what's called the Congregation of Holy Cross. So we had Holy Cross priests from all over Notre Dame that came to the seminary to celebrate with us. I have come from a family of, I'm one of nine kids. So, um, you know, because I was, going to go into the seminary and going to be a priest, I was always asked to be the one to say the Thanksgiving prayer. Um, and that, but I've always viewed it for, for what it was, a, a nice religious day, a chance to really thank God for family and for friends. And, um, um, because I think that's, that's really the most important. Um, I, I've, I've had, been blessed to be with all of my brothers and sisters and my parents and um, I have a lovely wife now and we have an awful lot to be thankful for uh, even though this year has been a tough year uh, particularly the past month when I've lost a family relative and friends it still it still gives you a perspective to be thankful for the things that are around us and I think I'll stop there and just throw it open for back and forth uh, dialoguing about Thanksgiving. Peter. So, yeah. So, 
Um, as as you as uh, many of you know, I'm in Coos Bay to, to visit a friend who may join us later. And um, over the past several years, my Thanksgiving Thanksgivings have been pretty quiet. You know, either by myself or maybe with a, another person or two. And it's they've all been wonderful in in, in their way. Um, it's given me a chance to reflect on what I am in fact grateful for. It's been a rough uh, a couple of years for me in ways that. I may talk about another time, but in any case, um, uh, you know, as, as, um, we've heard already, uh, it gives people a chance to, you know, people to reflect on what's, what works well and, and what, what you're grateful for. Uh, um, and of course to eat, uh, good food, um, secondarily and thirdly to watch good football in no particular order. Yesterday, um, I, um, I went to, um, with Carrie who I'm staying with to her family Thanksgiving celebration. And it was quite an event. There were f- about 35 people there. Wow. Um, and, um, food was fabulous. The people were wonderful. Um, uh, um, you know, we spent a you know, good chunk of time eating. And then of course, since the family's not always together, uh, there are a lot of picture taking. Um, we, 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 uh, the person who organized this rented a church hall. So the, so the, um, the picture took place in the congregation and in the, in the sanctuary. Um, and it was just, it was just a nice thing to see all the family, uh, interact, uh, you know, pretty much, uh, nicely with each other. There are lots of kids running around, you know, having a, having a good time. Um, just, just a wonderful event. Uh, and, um, and then afterwards, of course, you have to clean up the space. And so lots of people hung out to, to do just that. And it was great to see, um, you know, all that happening, you know, uh, with, with, with props, um, to, um, Carrie's, uh, daughter and one of Carrie's sons. Um, and it was just, it's been a great, it's been a great time. And I'm just blessed to be here at this time of my life. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know what else to say. You know, Thanksgiving is indeed a time. To, to be appreciative of, especially appreciative of what, of what's, you know, what's, what's around us. But of course, you know, we always say this when it comes to Christmas too, right? We should be grateful all the time, right? Um, but you know, we aren't, and this gives us a chance to, to really do, to really reflect on, on all the blessings we have, even though, uh, as, um, uh, you know, it's been already been said, Dennis, you know, losing people or having difficult times in one way or another, you know, we do need to be grateful. So I'm just really, really grateful um, to be here in Coos Bay uh, and to be part of a, a really wonderful Thanksgiving celebration yesterday. You know, Peter, I'm going to echo your sentiments because I was going to say the same thing. I think we, we look at Thanksgiving the way we should. We focus on what we're grateful for, what we're thankful for. And, and as the Reverend pointed out, we focus on God. Dennis touched on it, too. But we should be grateful and thankful every single day as if it were Thanksgiving. I think that's the way God wants it. And hopefully that's the way we all want it. You know, we, we can't just say, Oh, I appreciate what I have you know, once a year because that's a designated holiday. You know, and we, of course we have the food to go with it. And by the way, yesterday my wife and I went out to a buffet and there was a ton of food there. I mean, they really went all out. Uh, we didn't eat everything, but the food was there for the taking. And as far as the football, I guess it's always nice to have football on Thanksgiving. There were three games last night in the NFL. I'm in one of these uh, football pools on a chat line at where we pick games. 
without the spread. We just picked the winners and losers. So far, I'm three for three. Thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I am too, actually. I'm grateful. Right, Bob? Exactly. What the heck? Yeah. Three for three so, as well. That won't last, of course, but right and, now. And Mike, I'm, I'm sure you're glad Dallas won. I, I certainly am. I certainly yeah. Am. I'm not. But, but I was gonna, I was gonna say, in, 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 in listening to all you guys' comments and Dennis losing loved ones and Peter going through all he's going through the past couple of years and all those different things, still in all, do you guys realize that there are people who take life for granted? Mm-hmm. Don't they Absolutely. Think that, <laughs> they think that that you know if you're if you're prospering you know well i did that all on my own or 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 how do people you know get through the, the traumatic parts of life the, the the devastation in life and so so yes thanksgiving is a designated time but but i agree with you guys if you live the kind of life before god that that makes you or helps you to be thankful, I think it, it calms you down. It gives you a, a better outlook on life and, and rather than taking things for granted. So people who don't have a relationship with, with God, when the devastation hits, it's harder on them emotionally. Mike, Mike your, your comment reminds me of something about support systems, right? Those... You know, you talked about, you know, we, when things go well, we say we, we did it ourselves, right? That's one of the traps we fall into. But the truth of the matter, as I see it, is that, you know, we all of us have support systems. And um, and we get help from sometimes unexpected places. I'm not talking about God. That's a, you know, that's a given. But from from the from our human system, you know, our family, our friends, our our support networks. And we sometimes forget that. I know I do. And it's really important, you know, for me to, to, to really, you know, to do my best to thank folks who are helping me and supporting me. Um, I, I try to do it all the time because, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have such support. Um, and Thanksgiving. And as I said, you know, watching Carrie's family functioning as a, you know, as a family of people who cared for each other and who worked together to put this mass, massive project together, you know, Thanksgiving for 40 people is a mass, as a massive project, you know, who's bringing what food, how are we going to set the church up? How are we going to set the tables up? You know, who's going to say the prayer? Who's, you know, who's going to organize the serving? Who's going to take the pictures? Who's going to, you know, all this stuff, who's going to do the cleaning. And it just happened seamless, seamlessly. And as one who has spent a good chunk of uh, my life managing complex projects, it was just great to see things move so smoothly. Um, and uh, as I said, I'm, I'm blessed to be here. One of the things that um, that my wife and I have discovered is we just moved into a 55 and older community um, three about three years ago. And that's become our new support system. Um, we have some great neighbors that um uh that we've met and you know that God has introduced us to I I I believe and so it's a different it's a different community than you know than um communities that I've been associated with but it's another thing that that I found myself being very very thankful we both found ourselves of being 
very, very thankful for. I mean, we're, we're here for each other, literally. And it's, it's been remarkable to see that develop over the past three years. Um, so. See, I believe that, I believe that based on what both of you guys are saying, and Dennis said it, he said, God introduced you to those people. I believe that, and I believe that God orchestrates it all. Uh, your support system, uh, Peter, you know, that's not, that's not a, a, a coincidence. Mm-hmm. God orchestrates that. That's why I was saying that people take life for granted, not understanding how life really works. God, God puts people in our lives that, that, uh, will be there for us. There are times when people you would never think of who would come into your life or who, who can see things that you can't see, but when the time comes, they show up, they help you in, in a particular situation. No coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe that God orchestrates everything. And so that makes me excited to realize that that I must give thanks because the Bible urges us to give thanks because he's because of his goodness and his mercy. Mike, Mike your, your comment uh, reminds me that, of course, everything you're saying is true. You know, there's, there's no question about that. And what happens when God takes away people or takes away, uh, supports, which he does too. You know, uh, he, he, you know, if you, if you accept the fact that he is all powerful and all, all knowing, um, he, he, he might provide support for another way or he, you know, there are all kinds of responses to that. But, you know, many of us, and I think Dennis, you refer to this, you know, lost key people in your, in our lives and that's hard. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that, that's really, really hard. And, um, you, you still, you know, you, there, God is still there. I'm not saying he's not there, but it, you know, it, it, it's, it's, um, you know, it, but he, he can, you know, God gives us stuff and takes away stuff from us. Mm-hmm. And, and I uh, think Peter, to your point about God taking away some of our loved ones and, and relatives, that's something that many people can't seem to wrap their head around. I know people uh I know somebody who once told me that they're losing faith in God because they don't understand why he took away most of her brothers and sisters and all the relatives in their life. And so she couldn't wrap her head around why uh, that was happening when he's, he's a loving God. And I know that uh, there are biblical answers to that, and, and we've all heard them, I think. Uh, but it's a very hard pill to swallow unless you really focus on the spiritual aspect of what's going on. Guys, 24 years ago, <clears throat> I lost my first wife. She was, she was run over by a school bus. I had just spoken to her 10 minutes before they, before it happened. And, and you talk about a shock. I had Three daughters and a grandson, uh, and that was that was my, you know, immediate close-up family. And talk about something that that really can change your life in a in a moment. 
And it was very difficult. But had <clears throat> had I not had a relationship with, with God, then I could, probably could have felt that way too. Oh, Lord, you took away my rock, you know, my, my stability. But, 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 you know, I had to had to accept that, accept the fact that that's what life is all about, and know that he knew what was best, and and rely on him for my strength. And immediately there were other people who came into my life as a support system and propped me up and helped me emotionally so I could function. Because I had, I remember, I had, the, had the had the three daughters and the and the grandson, you know, who were looking for me to be stable in their lives. So, so it 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 those are the kind of things that help me be thankful on a daily basis. When I look at when I look at now, you know, I have thirteen grandchildren, uh, four great grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> and a big family, and that's where we started from. And you have a wife, correct? Right now, and I have yes, a new new wife. We've been married sixteen years. Yeah, I've spoken to her. Very nice lady. Well, God brought her into my life. Sure. <laughs> so. I I just worry, and the reason I'm bringing this up, and Mike, thank you for sharing that, um, because I I think sometimes we. Um, we 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 under we underplay the difficulties of walking the a spiritual life a christian life you know we're asked to be thankful in times of trouble right and that's hard to do um it takes some practice it takes a lot of grace um and uh you know f- for those who have a hard time doing it, i mean i'm thinking about david writing all those psalms when when he, when he writes about the enemies and how, how, how they're, you know, giving them a really hard time. And, and, uh, you know, God, why don't you, why don't you, you know, uh, get rid of these enemies? You're, you're, you know, he, there's a lot of, of anger in the Psalms. And, but at the end of almost every one of those Psalms where he is angry, he, he, he comes to the point of saying, I, I get it. I, you're, you're here to support me. Uh, you know, you are my rock, as you put it, Mike, Michael. Um, but, you know, yeah, you read the Psalms for a length of time and, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, angst in those Psalms. Um, and I think we, we sell our Christianity short if we don't acknowledge and, and address that angst. Well, I think a lot of it too is how you forgive others. And one of the things that I found out early on is that unless you learn how to forgive your neighbors and, you know, people in general, uh, in other words, God sets the example by offering forgiveness to everybody. What we should do in that case is forgive wrongdoers. So I guess what you're saying, in a sense, also, Peter, is that even though we live in tough times, part of the reason why we live in tough times are because of the people who are wrong, wronging other people. And it's up to us to really concentrate on how to forgive. And, Bob, you know what your comment reminds me of? And Mike, I'd be curious to know what your take on this is, especially in Dennis too. You both are far more theologically aware than I am. Um, the, 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 sometimes the hardest person to forgive is ourselves. 
right? The hardest person to forgive sometimes is myself for doing whatever it is that I did. And if you can't, it's harder to forgive others if you can't forgive yourself. And it's, and it's a process. It's not the kind of thing you can do in, in 10 seconds sometimes. It's, it's, it's a journey. Dennis, your comments on this? Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, I'll comment on that then. Uh, yes, I, I agree, Peter. It is hard to forgive oneself. If you truly, if you truly are sorrowful for, for something that you, you know, if I hurt somebody, you know, that's, that's, I really don't want to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Really don't want to emotionally, well, especially not physically, but but emotionally either. I, I really have a hard time with that. I... Well, of course, we all know that we are all sinners. I think that's a given. Every one of us in this world is a sinner. They sinned at one time or another. That's just how we are. And, but if, and you, if you're saved, you want, you try to make amends for that. You try to live, you try to live better because you, you because of who you're, who you're following. And, and, and so, to this point, you, it's hard to forgive yourself, but you work on that and then you, you definitely try to do better as you come in contact with, with others. And then, you know, but, but it's, but it's also hard to forgive people who hurt you, and so that's that's a that's that that that's the other that's the other part. I think that's the that's the part that people focus on. If somebody hurts you or hurts somebody you love, yep, it's hard to forgive them for that. Dennis, you were going to say something. Go right ahead. I I just find that, uh, for me at this point in my life, and I'm 70 years old now, so I'm finding at this point that, that not forgiving, um, creates much, much more stress and anxiety and forgiveness and forgiving other people and forgiving people that, <clears throat> that may have done something for me, um, is really a good feeling. I mean, it really gives me a good, a peaceful feeling. I feel much, much better about myself. Um, I mean, that's, that's the point. And I think maybe some of that, uh, some of that comes up with, with, um, you know, my life or my prayer life, um, the values that my parents taught me. But I just find that holding that grudge or holding that grievance, um, <clears throat> uh, does more damage than it does, than it doesn't, it does more mental damage. So I'm at the point now where, um, I'm finding it a li- little easier. I, st- I, I do find it hard to forgive myself. I'm still harder on myself, but I'm finding that forgiving others is just much more, a little more easier than than the mental anguish and what it does to your insides. Before we move well, the on, Bible says, the, ahead, the, Bible says, the Bible says that, you know, uh, don't forgive others, he won't forgive us. That's, that, uh, that's an important for, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, right? 
what, what, what I want to uh, add about all of this is I know all of us are talking from the Christian tradition. And, you know, because that's, that's the tradition that, that we're all in. But, you know, I, I know, and I think we all know that other religions have, if not the same message, similar messages and, um, and, um, they may do things in slightly different ways. Um, but I, but I, I am well aware that there are plenty of folks, other religious, uh, folk, uh, tr- traditions who are honorable, spiritual people. Uh, we just don't, Agree on certain theological components, um, and so I, I just, you know, I, I, I feel compelled to say that um, because I know there are folks who listen to things like this who aren't Christians, and you know, I, I just, um, you know, while I am, I know that there are people of different backgrounds who are. My dad, for example, my dad, who I'm eternally grateful for. Um, uh, Raged against Christianity for a very good reason for most of his life and maybe all of his life. I don't, I don't quite know what happened at the end, but, um, 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 and yet he was one of the, he, he was the guy I looked up to for, to be honorable, to, to keep his commitments, you know, to, um, you know, to give wise counsel about lots of things. Uh, when I was adult, he was always, always, always there for me, always. Even though we didn't always agree on certain things, and um, uh, I, you know, I am, I, 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 I would not be where I am and who I am without him. So um, I don't, you know, I don't know what's to say about it, but I, but I am well aware that there are people who don't come from the Christian tradition who are honorable, uh, you know, terrific people, soulful people. So, and I'm grateful for all of them. Well, and they know, have, Peter, and as, they have as, their as, own ways of, they have their own ways and their own gods to thank for, you know, um, for the various aspects of their lives. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, um, Peter, because I'm aware that, that most of us, if not all of us on this panel, um, our frame of res- references are Christianity. So I'm really glad you, you brought that perspective up. Michael and, and you know and you know Peter as a, as a as a minister of the gospel I I wish everybody was a Christian okay mm-hmm. so so I put that out there I wish I wish they were sure. I know that people are there are people who aren't but everybody has faith in something even 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 the atheists you know don't you know they believe that you know they're they're staunch in their disbelief. Okay, they they they, they have faith in unbelief. Okay, but there is there is a a human element that whether whether people believe it or not or understand it or not that God has put in every human being, and there's a there is a there's in most people, regardless of of their religious. Spiritual leaning have a have a, a sense of decency and and a, a sense of morality. There there is evil in the world. Yes, we we see that all the time. But most people have a sense of of it's an an innate sense of decency, and they want to try to to help other folks and be 
you know, be a, as, as some people would say, I'm a good person, you know, and some people are. So, so even in people in other, you know, have who have other religious beliefs, they do have a sense of morality, a sense of decency, and and we can work together on on you know all kinds of projects on working together on to try to make uh, a nation better or or take it down to a job situation any in any environment we can help to make it better if that sense of decency comes out yeah i i think that's right um anyway bob how are we doing is it time to open up the uh the floor yes uh in a couple of minutes i just wanted to respond to michael yeah okay michael i have two friends one has been an atheist and i'm very pleased to report that he's now going to church every week i'm thinking that he's uh, seeing the light, for lack of a better term. But the other gentleman that I know, it got to the point one day when I asked him what he thought the Bible was. And he told me, oh, to me it's just a lesson book that somebody wrote once. So, you know, you've got people who want to try, and then you've got people who don't want to try. And that's just what makes the world go round, I guess. Before we move, before we move on, I, I, what, what your comment reminds me of, Bob, I'm thinking about Martin Luther King and all the folks who supported him. And one of the most amazing things about the, 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 the movement and, um, anybody's welcome to react is that he had people of all faiths and all backgrounds and all, all ethnic groups and all, uh, classes and whatever to, that, that follow him. You know, he was a very, very strong Christian. There's no question about that, but his movement comprised of people from all backgrounds. And that's, you know, when it comes down to it, that's, you know, when these big movements happen, it's not just one religion who makes this happen. You know, it's people from all, all, all you know, all kinds of backgrounds and faith traditions. Exactly. That, that's exactly what I, what I, what I was saying. It's yeah. all about people. You know, I, 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 I love people of different, uh, religions. Ethnic backgrounds, uh, you know, all those kinds of things. Yeah, I don't always, I don't, I don't, I don't always try to proselytize them, but I don't shy away from who I am. Mm-hmm. And so, if I respect you for who you are, then I, I, I hope you can respect me for for my Christianity. Exactly. But 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 we can. I mean, I can love on you, uh, you know, just the same, because at at, at the end of the day, we're all people. Yep. You are listening to In Perspective. My name is Bob Branco and my co-host is Peter Alchel. We're talking about Thanksgiving today, what it means to everybody, and and we can even bring the religious element into it, of course. It's time now to open the program to our participants. So I'm going to ask Danette if there are any hands raised. And Danette, before, yes. you, res- before you respond, Danette, I just mm-hmm. want to say... Okay. You can talk about anything about Thanksgiving, what you did yesterday, a, a fond memory about Thanksgiving. Of course. Anything you, you want to discuss, that's what want. this is all about. what we've been talking about. Right. Uh, having okay. said that, In fact, that, we welcome that, too. What, what do we have, if anything? Jane Tolino, you're first. Jane? Yes. So when I was a little girl, way back in the early dark ages of the late 1940s, as I was growing up, 
Thanksgiving was very much a cultural holiday. We had students from all over the world in our home because my mom was a dean of students at a college in Portland, Oregon. And so I came at my faith belief because I saw people from every which way working on something. And I saw every kind of person steadying on. And then it was no surprise to me that I came to a point in my own growing up where I was hungry to place that knowledge in a bigger picture and find what would be a taproot for me. And my most important root or taproot, I guess I would say, is faith. I have lots of other roots in age that changes in cultures and communities to whom and among whom I belong in race and uh, ethnicity. Some, some of my roots change. Some have stayed permanent, but my taproot is faith. And um, I am thankful for that. And I'm thankful that the, the holiday of Thanksgiving for me has stayed pretty clear of the commercialism that digs in and just messes with other holidays. Um, we, uh, there are two songs. Well, I grew up singing things like, come ye thankful people come. Maybe that's familiar to you. Or we gather together to ask the Lord's blessings. But there are two little songs. One of them was taught to me by um, Isaiah Barnwell, who was part of Sweet Honey in the Rock. And that's an African-American a cappella group of wonderful singers and teachers. And at a workshop, uh, a five-day workshop in which um, I got to participate, we learned a little song that goes, I want to thank you, Lord, for what you've done. I want to thank you, Lord, in all my struggles. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, for what you've done for me. And the other little song is about how I want to live. And it goes, um, love one another, love one another as I have cared for you, or as I have loved you. Care for each other, care for each other as I have cared for you. Share one another's burdens, share one another's joys. Love one another, love one another, and bring each other home. So that's my best understanding of what Thanksgiving is. And I've had real different ones these last few years, lots of dramatic change from moving from one place to another, um, experiencing someone I love dearly change dramatically because of disease. And um, settling in, oh, just stuff, the stuff of which life is full. And I don't know why we, as such a privileged nation, think that this stuff shouldn't come at us. But it does. It's it's part of part of what is human experience. Um, 
anyway, when I think about grace and I think about who, you know, ultimately everybody, no matter what faith they are rooted in, they're going to come to the turning point where they realize, where we all get to realize together there's one creator. There's no big bang here. <laughs> there's one creator and, and, uh, that's where it starts and ends and everything in between, however we can process that. But bless each of you. Um, yesterday, it's like an old-fashioned filling station Thanksgiving. You know, you pull in, <laughs> there is way good food, way good food. So you say, fill her up, and you do. And you go on for yay for the Vikings. <laughs> that was They eked out that. They beat my team. Yeah, I know. Bless so, you. I, I want to make room for other people. Jake, thank, thank you. I, I want to give props to Sweet Honey and the Rock. They are fabulous. Aren't uh, they, though? They oh, are absolutely They're bad. the ones that say, they just would sing, I want to thank you, Lord, for what you've done. And on from there, it's a great song. And they're, just, they're just one of the most unique things yep. I've ever heard. Uh, just, yep. just amazing stuff. Thank you, Jane. Any reaction from yes. the panel before, before we move on? Having heard, she having heard none. She said it well. Yeah, she did. I agree. I agree with all that. Thank, thank you, Jane. Thanks yeah. for your contribution. Oh, you're welcome. See you at the next Vikings game. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I'll be better informed because of you. <laughs> Bless all of you. Thank you, Jane. Oh, next, we have Sally. Hi, Sally. Hey, Sally. Oh, Okay. Um, I believe it was Dennis who was talking about forgiveness and not wanting to hold on to hurt later in life because it just took too much energy. One of my pastors um, from a few years ago gave me a very good piece of advice. She said that if you look at the root of the word forgiveness, it comes from the Greek meaning to release. So what you're actually doing when you forgive someone is you're releasing them from having power over you. You're not you're not saying what they did was right. You're not saying that you'll ever get to the point where you can forget about it, but you're just releasing them from having power over you. And that is such a freeing um, option. And another thing, um, we're talking about have, oh, and I want to put a plug in for Sweet Honey and the Rock too. They're great. Um, another, th- <laughs> what you started, Jane? Um, another thing, when you talk about being thankful on Thanksgiving, every morning as I sit with my coffee, I have to come up with at least three things that I'm thankful for that happened the day before. And it it can't be, oh, I'm happy I have my cat here with me on the sofa. No, I mean, it has to be really specific. And when I name those, then I go a step further and think, how did I take what God gave me and give back to other people? So I have to come up with three ways that, I gave back and I helped other people. And it can just be 
very, very small things. Like I said, hello to a neighbor down the hall. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be, I, I gave millions of dollars to whatever. Um, it's just small things. And I think in this society, all we really have is a one-on-one connection to other people. And through that, we can build community, we can hold out hands to others, but it has to start with one of us connecting with someone else. And um, that's all I have. Uh, Sally, Thank you very I, much. Sally, before you go, I have to, I, I admire you because that's a real discipline, what you do, right? Three, you know, those three things. Uh, we were counseled to do that by both, you know, religious and secular uh, coaches, as it were. And it's hard to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I find it hard to do. Um, uh, just the discipline of it, you know, just doing yeah, it every so, day. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to come up with more than two. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, most of the times I don't let myself off the hook. Well, it's it's a really good it's a really good thing I think to to be able to to reflect on that and uh, journal it if you if you if you're, you know whatever. But I good for you. Yeah, because I, the the first part is really passive when you receive something, but you have to take that and then make it active and give back. Um, and I find that th- that has made a huge difference. Um, so. Thank you, Sally. Any other reactions from the panel? I like that. Um, it, it's very, very hard to do, but that's a good thing to incorporate into prayer, our daily prayer. You know, we 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 are social beings. We were made to 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 mingle with other people, and believe that that should be our. That should be a, a, a part of our lives. It's, yes, sometimes it's hard. It's hard to do because we are innately uh, selfish. Mm-hmm. We, want, we want to look for what makes us satisfied. So, but if we make that concerted effort, and I think you you, you really hit on something, Sally. <laughs> we, if we make that concerted effort to 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 reach out and do something. Or someone else. That's what God wants us to do. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So next we have Calandra. Calandra. Calandra, how are you? You. I think she might be muted. Yeah. She is. Okay. And I know she's on a phone when she calls in, so. Right. To unmute it, star six. And. Here I am. I was in the room. <laughs> um, getting things started. Uh, first of all, I wanted to tell you, uh, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. I was born in the 70s. And we had, well, actually, I was born in 1974. Our thing. Thanksgiving's a real traditional. If we didn't have any family over, we would usually have Thanksgiving at home alone with just my mom and sister and me. And of course, if I ever go to school, different schools, we would celebrate then and we would have little Thanksgiving signs and stuff. But I'm like, Sal, 
family or whoever it is that spoke a while ago. It's time I get up every morning. I find at least a couple of things that I'm thankful for, where most people don't even think about thanking the Lord for the fact that they can walk, the fact that they have life in them. It's like the breath that is in your body is a part of life. And none of us, including me, uh, we thank it for granted and we forget to thank the Lord. And sometimes when if we say something like, thank you, Lord, it means something. And I think of Thanksgiving as every day, just like I think of Christmas every day. Christmas is Christ to me. It's, I mean, I don't think about the commercial part, but anyway, each time I go, to bed or whatever, I'm in the Lord's Word, or when I get up in the morning, I'm in the Lord's Word. And, you know, I keep scriptures in my journal, but um, yesterday, we had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I went to my church, and we had service and breakfast and everything there, and then we had dinner, um, all the fixings and stuff. But I was grateful that I got a chance to take of the spiritual food because um, without that, we would not be able to digest physically. So um, thank you. Thank you. I don't Colleen. know. I love it. Thank you, Calandra. Yeah. Well I, said, Calandra. I think that is well true. If you, you don't have the spiritual grounding, it's hard to digest other stuff. I think that's, I think that's yep. Yeah, Reaction? and I, I am a Christian, so even mm-hmm. though I don't act like it, I do believe that my stuff stinks just like everybody else's. It's another word, but I am not going to say it on this line. <laughs> Got it. Thank, thank you, Calandra. <laughs> thank uh, you. Okay. Who's, uh, okay. Uh, who's next, if anybody? Area code nine seven eight. I believe it's Cindy C. I think you can unmute. Nine seven eight. That's a Boston area code near Boston, Mass. Cindy. Hi, this is Karen from Le- This is Karen oh, from Karen. Okay. Hey, yes, I've been listening to you all, and uh, I-, I can't say um. I'm Catholic and I'm grateful for for things, but I, when I was hearing, not Dennis Paselli, but the other talking about losses that people have had and how they got through it, it made me think of a couple of times and it made me think of, um, in 1987, I lost my mom. Well, in 1971, we lost our dad, but we had a good Thanksgiving, you know, I was at home with my mom, but in 1987, I lost my mom. And I didn't know how I was going to get through the holidays. Never mind. Thanksgiving was always special at our house. And it, I didn't know I was going to get to the holidays. But um, I lived in the senior uh, citizen building at the time. And someone invited me to Thanksgiving dinner. And my aunt, who was a nun, invited me to stay. It just happened before Thanksgiving, of course. It invited me to stay at the convent in Maine. 
And they said, you know, anytime you want to come here, you're more than welcome. And I had a great weekend. And, uh, and, uh, in 1989, was it, I think around 89, I was engaged to my husband. Um, I lost him in 2002 and, Thanksgiving, Christmas went great. Um, if sometimes you lose your faith a little bit, you know, but it does come back. Um, I spend it with my family, both holidays. So that went pretty well. And I'm always grateful for their traditions. Sometimes I spend Thanksgiving alone, but, you know, I'm still grateful for what I have, for friends that I have. And um, that I'm still fairly healthy. And uh, I think it's good to be thankful and good to pray, you know. You know, Karen, your your comment reminds me of, for many people, um, losing somebody important to them, whether it's a spouse or a parent or a sibling or whatever it is, is really tough. And um, some people get through it um, more easily than others. Um, but it really, what it reminds me of is that those of us who, who are around such a person have an obligation to try to support them as best that we can. Yes. As you, as you were supported by going to that, that convent or, you know, being invited. Oh yeah. And I, and I went on a retreat. Yeah. All that's one of those years too, that same year. And all that stuff helped amazingly. Yeah. And all that stuff is, is, is really important. Um, and we, we, you know, those of us who have a chance to support other people going through things like that, you know, ha- I think really have to try. Yep. You know, really have to try. So, mm-hmm. thank, thank you, Karen, and happy Thanksgiving. Oh, you too. Yeah, Karen, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Yeah. We have seven minutes left, left and our last hand is Carrie Muth. Hello. Hey, Carrie. Um, hey, Peter. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> We're actually in different rooms in the same house. Amazing. <laughs> so, so um, I Car- Carrie. Uh, Carrie, before you, uh, by the way, hi. Hi, Carrie. Hi. Uh, <laughs> then uh, we have two minutes. Okay. Oh, or three. Okay. okay. Go ahead, Carrie. Okay. What well, I wanted to say, you know, Thanksgiving to me has always been about family um, and the support they offer. And, you know, this year, it was really extra special. One, Peter got to come. Um, but, you know, the other thing is the first time my sister, brother, and I, and all of our kids and grandkids were in the same space in, since 2010, because my mom passed away in April of 2011. And she was kind of the glue. And so, you know, there was years that was kind of rough um, when she passed. And then my dad passed just over a year ago. And so, you know, it, it, it was really bittersweet, um, but, you know, it was really amazing. And, you know, just seeing all my niece and nephews together and, you know, everybody, you know, but it's always that, you know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate. I really feel fortunate that I have a, an amazing, very supportive family. Um, and that's one of the things, you know, over the, the COVID and all of the, the community calls that ACB does and, you know, the people on this call is that I've learned is, you know, not everybody is as fortunate as me. I'm um, having that support system, but I think it's great because you know God will work in people's lives to provide those extra supports in their lives. Um, but um, 
Yeah, Thanksgiving has always been about family. I have a tradition of baking bread with my granddaughters the day before, which is a lot of fun and, you know, trying to create traditions to move forward um, in life so that, you know, the next generation, you know, can have some of those same um, feelings of continuity and family and faith. I, I think that's really important. So, yeah. Thank, thank you, Carrie. And it was it was a glorious day yesterday for me <laughs> outside of your family and being part of the bread baking event too. It was great. <laughs> it really it really was just wonderful. Having been alone for the past three or four years, um, it was it was just wonderful to be around such great people. You know, you know, of all ages. So anyway, thank you for that. I'm yeah. grateful for that. Thank uh, thank you, Carrie. Bob, I think we're running toward the end of time. Are we not? Bob, did we lose you? Oh no, what happened? I don't know. May have time. What happened? Actually, we do have, um, uh, it looks like we are out of time. Okay. But I want to thank everybody. It's been a great inspirational program and uh, talking about Thanksgiving is always enjoyable. And so I want to thank Dennis and Reverend Mike for participating on the panel today. Thank you for that. And I also want to thank our participants. From the community, thank you for taking time to ask questions and give your comments as well. And to Peter, of course, for being our co-host as, as always. And to Danette for filling in as our host. And of course, my name is Bob Branco. And uh, next week, we're going to be talking with a representative from the Hadley School for the Blind. It should be very interesting. Many of you have heard of Hadley. Oh, yeah. They offer correspondence courses, and so we're going to talk a little bit about what they do. Go safe with God's abundant blessings, everybody, and you have a wonderful rest of your holiday weekend. And a, and a post you too. Uh, greetings for Happy Thanksgiving.